ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Friday, February 21st edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join us anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We're getting you set for Marshall and Old Dominion. That is coming up tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. We get back in action at the Cam Henderson Center. It was kind of strange yesterday not having heard basketball on a usual Thursday night. So we get back in action tomorrow. And coming up later on the program, we're going to hear from Ted Alexander, the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs. Looking forward to talking to him again. And, of course, as I mentioned, we'll get your phone calls in as we're getting you closer and closer and closer to Group 2 Pod Play. And, of course, let's talk basketball for a second while we have a moment. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about Marshall women's basketball. Guess who was in action yesterday? Well, the women's basketball team. Guess who won, unfortunately? It was Western Kentucky. Marshall trailed only by four after the first period, and then Western Kentucky just went crazy. Outscored the herd in the second period, 21-8. Marshall would battle back in the third, outscore Western Kentucky 20 to 14. It was a little closer, more in favor for Western Kentucky in the fourth, 20 to 17. But the damage was really done in that second period. Marshall loses the match 79 to 65. Taylor Pearson in that game, she had 24 points. Savannah Wheeler had 19. Kristen Mayo had eight. Princess Clemens had seven. And pretty much that was the majority, not all of it, but the majority of the scoring for the Thundering Herd. So Marshall will be back in action on Saturday. They're trying to get the bad taste out of their mouth against Western Kentucky. I mean, hey, Western Kentucky's a good team. They had a 19-point lead at one point in the third. Marshall did have a six-point lead in the first. Marshall did have a, a run or two in them trying to make this closer and you can't overcome a second period like that. 21-8, Coach Kemper, if he was on the program with us right now, he would tell us, hey, look, you can't overcome a big deficit like that easily. But I'll give Marshall credit. They did fight. They did play hard. Just had one bad quarter, one bad period. That'll doom you, especially when it's so much of a difference there. 21-8. I mean, that's a huge difference. We're not talking like the first period, 24-20. We're not talking 2017 in favor of Western Kentucky in the fourth. We're talking 21-8. So that was not a good quarter for Coach Kemper. They'll be back in action coming up on Saturday. Now, as I mentioned, we've got Old Dominion men's basketball coming up tomorrow as well in the Henderson Center, and Marshall will be taking on Old Dominion for the second time. Last time these two teams met, Old Dominion lost by one. I don't know if it's going to be the same story. A better result for the Herd, a better result for Old Dominion. Tell out Ted Alexander is going to join us here in a few minutes, and he'll tell us about that. And uh, another story we're going to talk about more in-depth a little bit later on. I don't want to go into too much right now, and I'm going to have 
sometime next week, Taylor Stuck from the Herald-Dispatch. Uh, I couldn't get her on today. We talked briefly for a few moments. And this is not surprising. I'm not discouraged by it. I'm not panicking about it. But Marshall's Baseball Stadium, the initial bids came back, and the bids were a little high. The estimate was 18 to 20 million for the baseball park. The bids come back about 28 million, and there's going to be some issues that they're going to have to do to the site before they can make it better. Spencer Dupuy, our studio producer, in house with us today as well, and you got something to add to this? Yeah, um, as part of it was actually discussed yesterday at the Marshall Board of Governors meeting. It was brought up by Mike Hamrick and uh, Dr. Bailey, the uh, Station uh, manager, faculty manager at WMUL, he's on the faculty senate. So he was there. We were talking about it today. And he told me that they discussed potential things that could be done to lower the price, and that would be take out some of the features that were in the that are set to be in the designs, redesign some of the features in the stadium. That's gonna be disappointing. Specifics on the features? No. Okay. That would be disappointing if they would have to pare this back a little bit because if you're going to build this, build it right. And I know it's not my money. I'm talking about build it right and it's not my money. I get that completely. That's an argument that I have no ground to stand on because I'm not the one ultimately cutting the check. But I'd hate to see them cut features back. I'd hate to see them do that. So hopefully they will get a situation in place where they can take care of some of the site issues. At the same time, I know they're applying for some more grants. Uh, That is um, what came up in the meeting yesterday. Maybe more donations will come in, help this thing along. I'm going to be quite honest and candid with you. If you are in a situation where you can donate to the baseball project, if you're in that situation, you have the ability to, maybe you should donate to the baseball program. If you want to be a part of that, I'm not telling you to do it, but if you want a first-class facility, and I've said this before, so I'm not going anywhere different. It's my, not my job. Not my job to sell tickets. Not my job to tell you to spend your money. Not my job to do that. But if you want nice things, this is what it costs. This is what it takes. This is what you got to put into the program if you want nice things. And, I mean, this might be a jumping point to help the the fundraising effort in this. If you see 8 to $10 million off, I mean, you're, you know, you're not that far off. It might pursue some, or think about somebody that's, you know, higher up there in baseball that's a big-time alumni that hadn't made a donation. They might be able to make a donation and help out with that. Yeah, it's a big ask, though, uh, 8 to $10 million off. I mean that's not going to come easy. the the fundraising The fundraising base has got to be um, energized to do this. The donations have got to come in, and I, I don't know how many heavy hitters you have that can just write a few checks and go. Here you go. I can cover the rest. So it's going to be a difficult one, say the least. But until they get this solved, we're just going to have to wait a little longer for baseball at the game site, the the site for the stadium. We're going to have to just wait. I, I don't know. If I sound dejected, it's, I'm, not, I'm not dejected. I'm not defeated here. I'm just, eh, okay, I should have seen this one coming. Because 
you got a lot of things that you have to take care of. You need water and sewer lines. You need some utility line work. You've got to do all that. That costs money. And that stuff, it takes away from the actual construction and the actual price of the stadium because if you got to incorporate all that and you got to do more it's going to cost more and so i hope they don't take features away i'd hate to see them take features away that would be really disappointing to say the least i I don't want a subpar facility for marshall of course any facility would be better than no facility but i don't want a subpar facility all right uh, ted alexander is going to join us on the other side of the break we're going to talk to him about marshall and old dominion when we continue with today's edition of the drive on espn 94.1 fm and am 9:30. don't worry paul swan has the wheel on the drive espn 94.1 fm and am 9:30. coming up tomorrow it's going to be marshall and old dominion we're going to do this once again as group two pod play begins and joining us on the program Didn't we just do this? Ted Alexander is with us, the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs. And, Ted, you're back in Huntington again. I mean, should it work differently? Shouldn't Marshall be coming to you? I mean, come on, you guys got a raw deal here. I think that's one of the the things you run into with this bonus play. We had the same thing a year ago with Western Kentucky, and the Hilltoppers were all up in arms because they had to come to our place twice. And it's just the the bed we've made, and uh, we're here, and always wonderful to visit Huntington again, and uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, this is um this is gonna be a fun matchup because uh, this game was very close last time, and I don't know what's gonna be the difference this time because I think both these teams again equally matched, and uh, I kind of feel that it might go down to the wire again. Maybe we'll get overtime. Uh, that would be fun, but. Still, uh, I really don't know if I can say, okay, Marshall's so much better now since Old Dominion faced them last time or Old Dominion's so much better than Marshall. It feels like these two teams are really equally matched. Well, there's one major difference, uh, and that's the fact that Jason Wade is lost for the season for Old Dominion. He had a good game against the Herd last time out with uh, 15 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 steals. He uh, uh, blew out his knee. He's been gone since then, and the Monarchs uh, certainly miss him. And one of the things I look at uh, in, in stats, and, you know, stats can tell you all kinds of stories. One of the things I always look at is, is ties and lead changes. And the game between Old Dominion and Marshall first time around uh, was, a, was a doozy with 12 ties, 11 lead changes, went right down to the wire. Monarchs had a chance to win at the end and didn't get it to go. But uh, it was a great game before, and it'll be interesting to see if the Monarch team that showed up that night can show up again. Last time out at North Texas last weekend, they didn't play very well and got waxed by the Mean Green. Tell Alexander, our guest, Marshall and Old Dominion tomorrow. It's beginning of Group 2 pod play, and uh, this is uh, an opportunity for Old Dominion and for Marshall to really uh, get hot, solidify a position in the tournament, go on a run. Um, I know we're in year two of this now, but I just kind of want to get your take on here we are again with with pod play, group play, and uh, do you feel it's working, or you know, do we still need to maybe go through it a couple more times to to really have a fair judgment of it? Well, I think that's a great question because uh, when it first came out, I thought it was a great idea—the idea of the top teams in the league not blowing out their RPI or their net rankings by playing the lower teams in the league. The problem is the first ingredient to make pod play a success is success in your non-conference schedule. And that means scheduling tough teams in your non-conference schedule, not only scheduling them, but also winning them so you can be part of the at-large conversation from the start of the season. If you don't have any of that, and I don't think we did this past year, the pod play is just a nightmare for travel agents and schedulers and teams that have to bounce around without much notice. 
I guess the good thing here, though, is Marshall's not that far of a trip compared to, say, going back out to Texas. But you've got Marshall, of course, FAU, uh, UTSA. You don't have to travel to UTSA, and then you travel to UAB. So, really, travel's not that bad for Old Dominion this time around. Well, and it's been unique this time around. We had to come out a day early because of uh, storms that hit the uh, Hampton Roads area yesterday. Uh, my house got about two inches. There were four inches of snow in some areas, five inches. Uh, not much in the Norfolk area. The, the fine line was there. But uh, it was nice that we had the option to bus to Huntington. And so that's what we did yesterday, about a seven-hour-plus uh, bus ride that uh, got us into town late last night. It was nice to have that option. And you realize uh, that Marshall's, you know, uh, along with Charlotte, our two closest competitors in the league. Joining us on the program, Ted Alexander, the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs. Tomorrow, Marshall will face off against Old Dominion the second time around. And uh, How are the players taking to this? Are they excited once again? I mean, a few years ago, Marshall Old Dominion would meet twice, and for the most part, that made sense because close team, you're in the same division, You know, everybody gets to play everybody in their division, and so really... I'm excited about this because you get to see Old Dominion again, which is one of the uh, opponents I think really it's well, it's one of my favorite matchups, just to be fair. I mean, uh, you know, Old Dominion Marshall, I love watching this matchup. Oh, so do I. And, and I love the idea, which is uh, sort of uh, going out with the, the horse-drawn carriage, unfortunately, in, in this day and age. But I love playing guys twice. Play them at their place, play them at your place, and see what happens. Uh, see different atmospheres, etc. I mean, the, the way you build rivalries, if you're in a league like Conference USA, which stretches from El Paso to Norfolk, is by playing games with good teams where both teams have had success, the games mean something, and that's how you build rivalries in your fan base. And unfortunately, it's difficult, more difficult geographically in Conference USA than probably any other league in the country. And so the fact that we don't see Marshall on a, on a two-game-a-year basis every year, I think is a problem. I mean, we see Charlotte twice, and that's good, and that's going to build that rivalry, but we don't see other teams twice, and I think that makes uh, getting rivalries jump-started a little bit more difficult. Ted Alexander is our guest. He's the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs as Marshall and Old Dominion tomorrow at the Cam Henderson Center. Um, you think this one maybe favors Old Dominion this time? You get a few more days to prepare. I mean, both Marshall and Old Dominion have had some time off, and you know the grind of conference is definitely there for, for some teams, but it was just nice. That's the one thing I like about this, though. You know, we didn't have games on Thursday. Marshall, Old Dominion actually had some time to get their legs back certainly makes the, the prep a little bit easier, but I think when it all comes down to it in this day and age, if the good Monarchs show up, they have a chance to win. If the bad Monarchs show up, they have a chance to lose, and that's happened on Thursdays and on Saturdays, both pro and con. I think it's it's too difficult to determine what kind of performance you're going to get from this Monarch team because they've been inconsistent this season. Uh, last time out, they laid an egg in, in Denton, and we hope that that team didn't make the trip on the bus to, to Huntington yesterday. And, and it'll be interesting to see, as I said, and I've said this, and I'll continue to say this through the conference tournament down in Frisco, if the Monarchs play well, they can beat anybody in the league. If they play poorly, they can lose to anybody in the league. And I think that kind of is the case for a lot of the teams in Conference USA. Yeah, because you look at the scores, you mentioned inconsistency, but for the most part, Old Dominion's right there with everybody. You mentioned North Texas, but you're right there at Louisiana Tech. You're you're right there with all of these losses. So, you know, this is going to be a hard out for anyone in the tournament with Old Dominion, especially if you get a good, really, really decent playoff seed. 
and I, and I think you know these guys are going to battle. The one thing, you know, the first thing I look for in a team because you're going to have to go through ups and downs and seasons and that type of stuff. But the first thing I I look at is what kind of effort are you getting? And they're giving the max, and they have a short bench, and they've been decimated by injury and defections and those types of things. But these guys that are on the floor are battlers. The question is whether the battle can equal competitive results, and that means you know you can be out there giving 115 percent for cliche purposes, but if you can't make shots, you aren't going to be competitive. And the Monarchs have to combine that effort, which they bring every night, the defensive mindset that they bring every night, the rebounding prowess that they bring every night with some shot making. And if they can get those four things together, they'll have a chance. And if they can't, they probably won't. Marshall Old Dominion coming up tomorrow at the Cam Henderson Center. Ten Alexander is joining us. He is the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs. And you know, just kind of looking back at that Marshall game last time, you had a a situation where you've got a a newer player, at least for Old Dominion, hadn't seen him. Andrew Taylor's finally out there, and he didn't do as well as you would hope, and he's gotten better since. But Tavion Kinsey, you always have to worry about Jared West and Iron Bennett. But some of the role players maybe weren't as proficient as they've gotten now. And now you, you see the emergence of a Jansen Williams again, and you see the emergence of um, – say, uh, a Darius George, a Michael Byers especially. And uh, you know, we mentioned earlier this might be a close competitive game, but at the same time it, it looks like the makeup of the Herd's a little different than the last time you've seen him as well. Oh, no doubt about it. Byers didn't even play in the contest, and, and Williams was uh, one for seven from the field in that game. And the thing is, when we look at our teams, we look at the personnel and we say, all right, if this guy plays well, and if everybody plays well, you, you have this basketball team that looks like a real competitive basketball team that could make some noise not only tomorrow night but uh, in Frisco as well. But the consistency has been the problem for Old Dominion. I'm not sure as much uh, about the thundering hurt. Certainly you go 7-7 seven and seven in the league, consistency has a bit of a, uh, a factor or is a bit of a factor. But the, the team that can come out and play up to their capabilities best is going to have the best advantage to win. And the team that takes the other out of what it's trying to do a little bit better has a good chance to win. And, and that's what makes it fascinating to see what's going to happen, not only tomorrow, but the rest of the pod play. And most importantly, the conference tournament, I, I think for a long time, every team in the league has realized this is going to be one big thing, a one bid thing. And so whoever shows up and can put those three or four days back to back to back to back uh, has a chance to win this thing and steal the bid and go on and play for a national championship. That's what's great about college basketball. Even at the mid-major level, if you get into the tournament, you've got a shot at the biggest prize, and that's a wonderful thing. And, you know, those that fight basketball against football say, well, the best thing you can do in football is, is play in a decent bowl game against the fifth-place team in the Big Ten. And that, that's great. But in basketball, you have a chance at a national championship, and anything can happen. Ted Alexander with us, the Old Dominion Monarchs and the Marshall Thundering Herd tomorrow at the Cam Henderson Center. So you guys, what, what are you doing on a Friday night in Huntington? What's the plan? It's just uh, bed early? What's what's going on? Oh, well, we're just uh, wrapped up and snuggled in our beds, uh, dreaming of Christmas morn. Uh, no, we had, a, had a, a good day today, had practice over at the Henderson Center uh, this morning, and then had a nice lunch. Uh, we're, we're staying downtown, and, and we found that uh, the, the improvements to downtown with, with restaurants and, and places to go and do stuff is, is really cool. And you might not think about that until you get out and walk around downtown uh, Huntington, and it's, 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 it's pretty neat. There are lots of different options. We've had a nice day uh, enjoying some of those options. 
You know, the um, the Chamber of Commerce is probably going to want a copy of this now. Uh, use that on marketing campaign. Hey, you know, I, I went to school in West Virginia. I, I met my wife in West Virginia. I've lived in the Mountain State for, for seven years. Uh, and I think it gets a horrible rap nationally. And that's for 90% of the people that have never been here and, and never gone out there and talked to the people and realized there's some really neat things that go on in the state. And, and it just it, it puts a little chip on my shoulder. I can only imagine for those that are lifelong residents of, of, of this uh, state that they have to put up with that. But you know what? Life is about going out and experiencing things and hopefully seeing the glass half full. And so when I come to Huntington, it's, it's always a neat experience for me. I love, I love coming here. Ted Alexander's with us. Tomorrow it's going to be Marshall in Old Dominion. He'll be at the Cam Henderson Center. And, of course, uh, as you mentioned, um, you know, with your ties to West Virginia, so that means you're in total support of the uh, the last push for West Virginia to try to – annex some counties into Virginia, try to get them to come over. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. What, what you, when you heard about that, if you heard about that, what did you think that West Virginia was trying to invite Virginia counties to come over? <laughs> Cordially inviting Virginia counties to come over. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. that be interesting? In this cr- crazy world we live in now, who knows what's going to happen. But you know what? The more the merrier. Uh, I've lived in the Commonwealth now for 20-plus for years uh, and, and, and love it there. And, uh, you know, just to have the, the neighbor to our west just be fo- so full of spirit. I see the commercials running now with the, the uh, John Denver song crooning in the back. It's, it's just great stuff. And, and my memories of this state are, are always good. And they're, they're uh, uh, sort of jump-started each and every time we come here, be it for baseball, basketball, or football. Ted Alexander's with us. Ted, good talking to you again. Uh, glad you guys got here safely, and uh, I'm glad you're enjoying your visit once again. And uh, Sorry we couldn't make this as a road trip for the herd, but uh, we're glad to have you back here and uh, hope we have a fun one tomorrow. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Always uh, enjoy coming here and, and, and playing against uh, Coach D'Antoni's team is, is always a treat. And uh, we look forward to seeing what happens because one of the great things about my job is you never know what's going to happen until they jump the ball up. And from there, God only knows. And so let's hope for a good one tomorrow night. Exactly. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Ted Alexander, the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs, as Marshall and Old Dominion meet. Once again, we'll have it for you tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more baseball, as there are problems with, well, not problems, but there's a holdup or two with baseball. We'll also get your phone calls in when we continue on today's edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. To be a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we're here on a Friday. We've got basketball coming up tomorrow. The ladies are back in action. The men taking on Old Dominion. We are in group play, group number two. And the Thundering Herd with an opportunity here to either hold their position or get themselves in a better position. And the best they can do is six. I mean, the good news here is they're going to the conference tournament. The bad news is that they can drop a few spots or they can stay the same. I mean, really, that's it. That's the worst case. Best case is they get on a run and they finish pretty strong. Then they stay in Texas and get ready for the tournament. That's pretty much your options here for the Thundering Herd. I I almost wish we could get the conference to 
eliminate this group play. And we go to a system where we just have some smart scheduling. I would keep the Texas teams in Texas the final weeks, and I would make sure all your other division teams that are not in Texas, they would finish at home, and then they'd have to travel to Texas. So if Marshall's on the road, Marshall is at least close to home. Now, I know not everybody can stay at home, but if you've got Marshall on the road, maybe they're at UAB. Just look at the schedule. Look at kind of the geography. Let's just make it as, I don't want to say fair, because somebody's got to travel. Let's just make it equitable as possible. Let's just put this in a situation where, all right, we're not stranding a team out in Texas for a long time because, well, that's just how the schedule broke down. Let's not do that. And that's just my hot take on that matter. But still, it's going to be interesting. We've got the final four games. Then we've got tournament play. And if Marshall can get hot, Marshall could get themselves into the NCAA tournament. And if that's the case, hey, March Madness, here we come once again. If not, I don't know if there's a postseason opportunity again. I just don't know if Marshall is going to go that route once again. I mean, Do you want to see Marshall get back in the CIT? Do you want to see them in the CIB or CBI? I'm sorry, CBI. Do you want to see them? Now, if it's an NIT bid, you're going to take it, but that's not coming. That's just not coming this year. Uh, And I would be surprised if any Conference USA team, maybe a Western Kentucky, oh, I don't know, North Texas or La Tech, have an opportunity if they don't win the conference championship. Maybe that's a possibility, but I don't think so. Of course, the regular season champ, if they don't win the conference tournament, they're definitely going to the NIT. That's the good thing about that. That's the one thing that I do like about the NIT, or at least that's the thing I like the most, is the fact that, hey, I'm a conference champion. I'm guaranteed a spot in at least the NIT. It's a good way to maintain some of the integrity of the NIT. It's a quality basketball tournament. I know for years it was the not uh, interested tournament, but I think the way it's been handled, especially with these last few years, the way that it's really become, it's not the most prestigious tournament, but it's still a good tournament. But of course, you got to remember, for a long time, it was the more prestigious tournament. It was the bigger deal. It was the better tournament. And so it's transitioned over the years to being the premier tournament to the second tournament. And that's fine, especially when we're in a world now with a CBI and a CIT. And I wasn't against it last year. Just I don't know if I want to see Marshall do it again. I don't think that's where I want to, I want to see this team project upward. But, of course, there are going to be those arguments that, well, wait a minute. It's extra basketball. Marshall had to break even. I don't know the financials. It's extra practice for the team. Okay, I get that. I do get that, truly. But you get a couple of extra practices and you lose in the first round, what would you get? And for the most part, some of those teams, they get a few extra practices and they lost in the first round. I'm not saying that's going to be Marshall. Spencer Dupuis, studio producer extraordinaire this afternoon. What do you got? See, I think... Marshall has the like it set itself up to be part of that could be a two bid thing the way that they set up their schedule 
if they could get those wins, like if they could have gotten those the win over Florida, over Notre Dame, over a College of Charleston, that those would be big wins in that aspect. But most other teams in Conference USA aren't scheduling three, you know, Power Five schools. No, that's that's a good point. But at the same time, it's really a crapshoot when you put these schedules together. I mean, Old Dominion. They played at VCU. They played at Illinois. They played at William and Mary. And the only reason I'm using them is because I got their schedule in front of me. They played against Northeastern. And you got to be successful in and out of conference. And you got to play some of those better teams at the same time. You got to play teams that make sense for your schedule, make sense for travel, make sense for what your budget looks like. And I think the Thundering Herd, Dan D'Antoni, he's of the mindset okay, we'll play anybody. And so they play Notre Dame. They play Florida. Toledo is a good game to get this year. They play those schools. They play a Duquesne. They play a Northern Iowa. But you look at the schedule, it makes sense for the Thundering Herd from a standpoint that they, they're playing host to a lot of teams, and then they're going on the road for really significant road games, like, as we mentioned, Notre Dame, Florida. But... You can play these teams, you got to win. And it doesn't matter how many times you get them on the schedule. If you're not winning these games, then it's, you know, I mean, it's good. It's good to have. Like, for example, Marshall Baseball. Marshall Baseball went down and played Florida. Why did they do that? Florida's tremendous. Well, it's because they wanted to play top-notch competition. And you get better. Now, they didn't win any of those games, so you're thinking, okay, great. You know, they started off the season and they're winless, but I think they got a lot out of that. But at the same time, you can play a tough schedule, you just got to win the tough schedule. And I think that's the line that Conference USA hasn't been able to cross just yet. That's the difficulty here. But it's valid if you look at the Marshall basketball schedule. I mean, I don't see really a clunker here. And, and trust me, I'll tell you if there's a clunker on the schedule. I think Robert Morris makes sense. I like the Toledo game. College of Charleston, I like that. That was fine. Howard, that was fine. I like that. Akron, again, some of these MAC matchups, they're pretty cool. I like having those. And then you got a Bluefield State. Well, what do you get out of Bluefield State? Well, Bluefield State, it's a good value game for the state. It's seriously. Eastern Kentucky, it's a good regional matchup. Moorhead State, good regional matchup. You got you should always have Moorhead State on the schedule. Moorhead State needs to be on the schedule on a yearly basis. No ifs, ands, or buts. Just do it. See, I think you have Moorhead State, Eastern Kentucky, and Toledo on your schedule almost every year. I, you should. I like that. You should have Eastern Kentucky, and you should have Moorhead State on your schedule every year. Toledo is just a good matchup because it's a, a MAC opponent. You have some familiarity there. Uh, I think Dan likes the matchup, and that's fine. You should have Ohio on this schedule every year if possible. That needs to happen as well because Ohio, while not your number one rival, they are a rival nonetheless, and it makes sense geography-wise. You know, It makes sense. And there are enough Ohio and Marshall connections back and forth with people living and working in each other's backyard to make this really an exciting series for the Thundering here. That's the thing. I want to see matchups that make sense, but at the same time, you got to have a few heavy hitters because, okay, you beat Bluefield State. What's that going to do for you? Well, that doesn't help you necessarily with your resume, but it, it's good for Bluefield State. It's good for Marshall. It's a it's a game that 
you know, if you're going to play somebody and you have to find a game, grab somebody in state. I mean, don't don't feast on them, but get one or two of those a year and rotate them. I mean, Marshall played Glenville State and Rio Grande. Those were good games to have. You know, ultimately, though, you need to, one, win these non-conference games. Two, the other teams in your league have to win their non-conference games. And that's what makes it a little bit better of a conference when you have a few strong teams coming in. They've done well in non-conference They've beaten some signature programs. They've got a good resume. Right now, I don't know which team in Conference USA has a good resume, an NCAA caliber resume. I mean, Marshall is in a one-bid league right now, and that's fun because, okay, all bets are off. Let's go to the tournament and see who can win this. But at the same time, Conference USA is not getting a second bid or third bid or fourth bid. It's not getting those multiple bids. And that's going to be a problem for many years to come because, well, once upon a time, this was Memphis and everybody else, and now it's just everybody else as Memphis is no longer in the conference. Boy, the American looks fun for basketball, though. I mean, the American looks fun. Big East, of course, is basketball. The Atlantic 10. And that's the other thing. You got so many of these leagues that are basketball only, they're better in Conference USA as well. I mean, Conference USA used to be really solid, and then teams departed football, basketball reasons, and you hope that Marshall can thrive in this conference. And for the most part, they've been competitive, but if you're a Marshall fan, you want to see Marshall on top of the standings. You want to see Marshall contending for a regular season championship. You want to see that on a consistent basis and then being one of the favorites to win the conference tournament. That's where you want to get this program at. But, I mean, as it stands right now, it's not a it, it's a healthy program. I can't fault Dan D'Antoni for anything. I mean, he's building the program to the best of his ability, to the best of what he's got to work with. And right now, uh, we've seen some fun basketball. All right, we're going to take our next break. We'll come back and we'll wrap it up here. It's the drive, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Now back to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Tomorrow night, it's going to be Marshall and Old Dominion. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock. We go on the air at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also on 93.7 The Dog, as this is game one of the four games in group play. And then after that, we're going to Texas. Okay, I'm not going to Texas. You're going to Texas, maybe. The herd will be in Texas. Somebody's going to Texas, and of course, we'll have all that action for you as well as the tournament will take place coming up. Believe it or not, a few short weeks from now, we are getting right there. It is almost March and March 11th to the 14th. Hopefully, it's going to be a long stay for the Thundering Herd, and however long that stay is, you'll hear it right here. So, we will have all of that action for you, but we've got basketball coming up tomorrow, and hopefully, I'm hoping if Marshall can win tomorrow, the women. Maybe we can hear from Tony Kemper tomorrow in our pregame coverage of the men's game. Of course, if Marshall doesn't win tomorrow, I don't know if Tony wants to come talk to me. He'll be talking to me, though. Well, he has to talk to you. You're right, he does. A student radio station will have the game tomorrow. Spencer Dupuy, our producer, who uh, cracks the microphone now and then. As uh, your internship continues, your speaking will decrease because your duties will increase behind the glass. I'm just going to tell you that right now. 
They will increase? Yeah, you have yeah, you're gonna be booking guests and you're gonna be doing things. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you you've that's got how it works. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna actually earn this A I'm giving you. All right. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm get, you're getting an A. I'm just you have to earn it though. All right. I'm down to uh, earn Okay. Down down to earn the A. I I've only let's see, I don't think I've failed anybody yet. Uh I've either I've either passed everybody or I haven't accepted the, the person for an intern. I think that's maybe – there's no in-between. It's either, yeah, I'll work with this person and or no, I, yeah, I just don't think you're right for – and I haven't had to do that, but maybe once. One. One time. I hope I don't make a second. No, you're fine. You're, you're in. You're fine. I had, uh, I had one kid call me and uh, introduce himself as a voice artist. A what? A voice A voice artist. artist. Yeah, it was a voice artist. It was, it was from – over from your station, over from your student radio group. Well, how long ago was it? Uh, maybe a couple years ago, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know if you were around then, but he was a voice artist. Probably not around. Yeah, he was a voice artist. A voice, yeah, a voice artist. Not voice performer, a voice artist. You should have had him redo your imaging. Um, No, I'm good. I, I have a pretty good voice performer who's not here today, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm all set here. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm all I'm all that here, so uh, you got the game tomorrow on the student station. Of course, uh, I encourage everyone to tune in to 88.1 FM WMUL. Help these young broadcasters out. Listen to their broadcasts. Say nice things about them on social. Don't say nasty things. They're students. They're learning. We're all learning. Say nice things about them tomorrow. But uh, Tony Kemper in action tomorrow. Looking forward to um, catching up with him. And uh, how long do you think his post game will go? Sub-15? His press conference? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends because it's not just him. What they do is they have oh. two players sometimes. I know so that, but. It could go. It depends. I'm I mean, just asking how long you think. it went 10 minutes. It's going to be 10, 15. How long do you think he's going to go? He's going to go 14, 59 just for you, Paul Swan. Yeah, because I don't want 15 minutes of Tony Kimber. I want, I want 14 minutes and 59 seconds of that. <laughs> I mean, that was cold to him because, again, out of context, Completely out of context. I said I'd prefer to have him in studio or on the phone talking to him. Well, he did say he was paraphrasing. He, Yeah, he, he was paraphrasing all right. So Tony Kemper always uh, – it was listening on Valentine's Day too. That's the thing. He's It's Valentine's Day, and he's tuned in. Well, he was driving out to go to dinner. Right. He, he's like, you know, let's, let's, you let's see what Swan's got to say. Team. Oh, uh, he doesn't want to hear 15 minutes of me, huh? Thanks, Coach. I appreciate that. I like Coach. Um, remember, I did promise him he would be number one on the uh, the internal rankings if the they would win. Yeah, they did win on the road, so uh, uh, they actually swept. No, it was on. The, it was home. And they swept, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I did promise him that I make him number one. That means Ari Agnes is number two now. I don't have a three yet. I don't. Who, I don't know who's three. Is it not Mercer? Um. John doesn't really count in the rankings. He's like all-time Hall of Fame. Well, Megan Smith could be your third. She could be third. You get her on. They they just got a walk off or yeah, walk off win in like eight innings, I think, earlier. Nine yeah. Innings. So once once she gets back here and actually plays games in Huntington, we're gonna get her back on. So yeah, they got a round robin tournament March seventh and eighth, I think. That's your job. Keep up on the schedule with that, Spencer. Well, I'm just looking forward because that that weekend is the week before uh, us at WMELF. A few of us are going out to 
Burbank, California for the National Broadcasting Society Awards. So okay. uh, that weekend's going to be a busy work weekend for me. Not not broadcasting, like schoolwork weekend. The listeners don't care if it's going to be busy for you or me. They don't care. They just want to hear sports, Spencer. They just want to hear sports. And we're going to have a whole bunch of that for you tomorrow as Marshall taking on Old Dominion. That'll be coming up. 7 o'clock is going to be tip. 6 o'clock is going to be our time. Listen to it right here or on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. And then right after the game, win or lose, we'll be on the air for TikTok Tire College Basketball Wrap-Up where we'll have post-game comments from Dan D'Antoni. Hopefully some player interviews as well. And if Tony Kemper does not go 15 minutes, we might hear from him as well in our post game tomorrow. I mean, hopefully you hear from him because hopefully that's good. Because I mean, ODU coming off a loss, that could be tough game. Okay, hey, uh, focus on the levels here. Thank you. Okay, this is why you don't get to talk uh, here during the internship. Got to focus on the levels. It's gonna do it for this edition. I love Spencer. I love picking on this kid. He's a good kid. Um, don't take it personal, Spencer. I don't. I, I pick on you, because I like you. I don't take it personal. Okay, good deal. Um, thankfully, he's uh, he understands that. The, see, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't pick on you at all. <laughs> Seriously, would <laughs> I just wouldn't talk to you? Yeah, because that could be taken the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's gonna do it for this edition of the show. Hey, we have fun on a Friday. We'll do it again on a Monday. Uh, we'll be at the Union Pub and Grill on Monday. But uh, tomorrow, 6 o'clock airtime, for those of you who are inclined to do so, we hope you tune in. For my uh, my young Padawan, Spencer Dupuis, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.